as simple as playing. That's why I play the game. To be the best, you have to win. And that's what drives me. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Clutch Talk podcast slash YouTube slash We Do It All. And as always, I'm your host, John. Very happy to be here. My boy, Jay Hizzle, unfortunately, back over there at the six. How you doing, my dog? <laughs> I'm doing great. You know, it's funny you say that, Jay, because I was like, oh, man, I just got a lot of sun just back in the bay. And then I look outside this morning. And what do I see? A sheet of snow. Oh, big. Uh, it was snowing too. Flurries, man. That's the East Coast for you. But the summer is almost here. And you know what it means when the summer is almost here, Jay. That means playoff time. It's almost here. So we lit, Jay. I'm feeling nice, though. You, you feeling feel nice. Like- I got my sun in. I got my I got my vitamin D in. You got a vitamin D in, Jay? Did, yeah. did, 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 the, did the couple of weeks that you were here in the Bay, did that, did that fill you up, Jay? Did that give you what you Energize need, Jay? Energize me. Energize. <laughs> I'm getting ready. It's a playoff push now. You're at Clutch Talk and just in general, bro. So we yeah. ready, Jay. Jay got to see l- my boy live. Man. If you haven't got to check out that live episode, this is a quick shout out to that episode. Our most recent two, the bonus one and the weekly um, week 22 recap. Check that out, man, because we live in, in person. But now we're back on the Zoom, but that ain't changed a thing. Still yeah, got that content on Still that. got that content, Black. man. Still got that content, man. That's never lacking. You already know what's up, man. But like like how Jay said, man, we still bringing up gonna bring that fire to you guys today. We got a jam-packed episode. We got the up, uh, we got the up or down report. We're gonna we gonna we got to rate your worry. Me and Jay gonna talk about some of the great games we saw this week, and we got winners and losers of the week, man. So Jay, you ready to get into this jam-packed episode right now? Always, always. Let's do it, brother. Man, let's do it, my brother. So, but I want to start to uh, let's let's just start with the, I, I guess one of the bigger news around the league is uh, somebody might be inching their way onto the MVP top five table, Jay, and that might be mm. D Book. D Book might be demanding some respect in that top five MVP uh, uh, ladder. So, Jay, that's what I want to talk to you. Are you up or are you down on that? Because if you look at his last five performances, Jay, he had a 49-point game and 10 assists. He had 28 points, 7 assists. He had 31 points, 7 rebounds. He had 28 points, uh, five, 5 assists, and then he had 31 points and 7 assists. These last five games, Jay, have been great, great games, high-scoring games, on high efficiency, none of these games he has shot under 40% from the field, Jay. He's winning. The Suns just locked the number one seed. They're getting CP3 back. It just looks like nothing's going wrong over there in Arizona right now, Jay. So talk to me. Are you up or down on, on D-Book being in that top five for MVP ladder? All the way up, man. I, oh! I, the, the fact the fact that he isn't hasn't been considered for that when they got the best record at 60 and 14, and the level of basketball he's playing at, being the top leading scorer on that team, obviously misses uh, a little bit of time there. And I think J- January um, with, with that, um, that groin injury, or I think it was his quad or, or hamstring injury, coming back, doing what he does without CP3 has been huge. I mean, they've had their battle, their fair share. We've seen Cameron Payne been out. They had to add some new players, Aaron Holiday. Um, all those guys, and he's still been able to play at an extremely high level. So I think it's criminal that he hasn't been in the top five. And he's, uh, to be honest, he's over underrated um, in what he's been able to do because he's the best player um, this season has been, especially without CP um, playing at extreme high level. So I'm all the way up on that statement. I mean, you just already said the rest of that information too, and that's just adding to the way I feel about it. Uh, yeah. And I'm guessing you're 
I'm guessing you're with yeah. that sentiment. I'm, 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 I'm right there with you, Jay. And I'm, and I'm not going to lie. I, I, I also really uh, relate to you when you said that he's kind of like, not, not the deep books are underrated player, but this year I feel like people were just so mainly focused on Embiid, Jokic, Giannis, and even you know throwing a little bit, of, spring a little bit of John Morant, spring a little bit of that Luca power in there. But I feel like nobody's really kind of took deep book serious. And like as of late, he just man been ripping the ball off people's hands, been just serious about this and. He demanding respect at the table, Jay. He like, yeah. man, if you're not going to give me my respect, I'm going to make you respect me. <laughs> Jay, we talking about a cat who scored 70 points in a game before. Man, D-Book Jay. is no joke. He's a walking bucket. Always has been. But I feel like this year in particular, he's brought his game to the next level. And he's being be, become a better playmaker. I'm a better defender. Um, he's just been doing it all this season. We've seen him the, uh, with CPL. He's been playing pretty much point guard for the Suns. And he's been able to do that. And, and also put up big, big numbers um, scoring that, that have been equating to win. So for him not to be top, top five, he's underrated in that regard. I know what you mean by that when you say that he's not underrated as a player. But honestly, I still think he is a little underrated as a player. I feel like people are just taking for granted the numbers he's putting up. His team being the best in the league right now, only losing 14 games. And he's a huge reason to do with that. And his, the way he's elevated his game even more from that breakout playoffs that we talked about. And we talked about he's the best player in the playoffs. Remember when we talked about Trey Young, we talked about Giannis last playoffs. Jay, you remember those episodes. I remember this. When we're talking about the playoffs, we said he's the best player on the best team. And that's why we thought they were going to win the finals. That didn't end up happening, but they got a damn good chance to win it this year because of he- a lot to do with him. The most valuable best player on the best team in the NBA right now. Top he- five, definitely. You, you know, you and know, what Jay, and, 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 and that you mentioned like finals and that you mentioned the book, like, I don't know, Jay, I mean, and, and, and I, I know I've came out on the episodes and publicly said I got the Bucks winning, but I, every time I watch the Suns, like, I just, man, I, I, I don't see how, how they could not win, man. They are so extremely deep, like one through 15. Um, so I, I, I like, I don't want to sound like, you know, a flip-flopper, Jay, but I keep going back and forth, catching myself like, man, look, the Bucks are looking great. But then again, like the Suns. And, and, and it's crazy, Jay, because I feel like last year, a lot of people said, well, the Bucks aren't supposed to be there because KD wears a size 14 shoe. And the Suns got, I mean, had to face a weaker team every way through the playoffs. But like now, like those just look like the most. The, the two safest bet, right? They're like the two safest bet to yeah. say the Suns is coming out the coming out the west. Well, it's not not clear, but I feel like you could say a safe bet to say the Suns to come out the west yeah. and the and the and the Bucks to come out the east, which is just crazy, Jay. Like that's how the NBA yeah. moves, man. No, for sure, you're right, Jay. And and the thing is, if you look at all the teams in the NBA, you mentioned the Bucks, but I wouldn't even say them. If you look at the sure bet team with no question marks, because you're only you only just added CP3 back into the lineup this week. So that question mark is gone. You look at the Warriors, a team who is a favorite beginning. Uh, we don't know when Steph's going to come back. We, we've seen that they've lacked the size. We've seen it with Draymond. So Warriors, question mark. We've seen Philly. We don't know what James Harden's going to do in the playoffs. He hasn't performed yet. We haven't seen him perform the level he's in the regular season. Albeit they've looked great in the, in the regular season this season. Joel Embiid putting together MVP campaign. Um, but still a question mark regardless. Brooklyn, huge, obviously huge question mark. We don't know if Ben Simmons is going to come back um, with his back issues. Um, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, they're still a threat, still a question mark. Um, you look at the Grizzlies, they've been playing great in the regular season. Young, inexperienced team, never been past the first round with that, that core bunch, question mark. 
So yeah, all these teams out of all those teams, Phoenix is the sure bet team with the least amount of question marks. And honestly, the only, the least amount of, um, I don't really see any weaknesses. You named a lot. I've named a lot of teams who potentially have weaknesses or areas that can be um, exploited in the playoffs. And I don't really see the Phoenix. They can go big. They can play small. Ooh, I don't know. They're looking <laughs> like a real problem, man. And you're they're right. Looking, they're the looking good. Easiest bet, I'd say, if I had to choose one team, and that's a go. That's a hard for me to say as being a warrior, a dub nation all the way. But I'd probably go Phoenix as a safe bet right now. Where the playoffs were to start to make the finals and win it right now. See, see, and, it is, and and and, it and for the fans, for the fans, see, like that's that's why you got to come to Clutch Talk. You you getting the rawest content, right? Like you got a dub nation fan, and I promise you, like. Y'all, like, Jay Hill is the biggest Warriors fan I know, y'all, but he keeping it real. You know what I'm saying? So that's why, man, you, you got to really, come to Clutch Talk. Yeah. We're keeping it real, man. But all right, Jay, so let, let, let's keep it pushing, Jay, and let's talk about the next topic here, and that is a team, a game that I think you're going to talk about later, man, between two teams. So the Raptors have jumped the Cavs in the standings, Jay. The Raptors are now sitting in the sixth seed at 42-32, and 32, while the Cavs, who are on a three-game losing streak, Jay, this Jay, this is your league fast team, they're on a three-game losing streak. They dropped to the seventh seed at 41-33. and 33. So, Jay, are you up or are you down on the Raptors finishing the season ahead of the Cavs? Because right now, the Cavs, if the season ended, they are in that play-in tournament, surprisingly. So, Jay, yeah. up or down on the Raptors finishing ahead of them and avoiding the play-in tournament? I can't say I called this, but I low-key <laughs> kind of called it way back on. I got to give myself some credit. When we had Garrett on the show, and you at, we were talking about who's going to get that sixth seed and avoid the play-in game. And all along, I knew it was the Raptors with that experience. They got that championship mentality. They got Fred. They got... Um, they got Pascal Siakam, and now they got a rookie by the name of Scotty Barnes Man. who's been playing some serious basketball. We know we go back and look at my take <laughs> and how I feel about what Scotty Barnes will be mean to the Raptors organization in a few years, and I think he'll be the guy. But I just think if I'm any team in the playoffs, especially in the East, I do not want to see the Raptors um, in a seven-game series, and they could potentially up at some – so, yeah, I'm up on them keeping that six seed to answer your question. I think the absence of Jared, uh, Jared Allen for the Cavs uh, has been just immense. Um, what he does from rim protection to his pick and roll game with Darius Garland is missing. And I saw that live, live in action on Thursday night. Um, it's clear they're missing that hole, that, that rim protector and all the Jared Allen and all-star brings to that team. And I just think it's going to be too tough for them to overcome and take that six seed um, when it's all said and done at the end of this regular season. Yeah, Jay, I, 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 as much as I want to go with the Cavs, because right now the Cavs mm -hmm. do hold the tiebreakers between the Raptors, I think that uh, this is kind of like similar to that, that Hawks situation where like the Cavs rely too heavily on a, on a player like Jared Allen. Like the Hawks rely too heavily on a player like John Collins to just have him out of your rotation, man. Not only does that mess up, you know, throw off your complete offense, it throws off just the way the way you play the games on, on both sides of the court. And, I mean, with the Raptors rolling right now, uh, the, with the Raptors on the two-game win streak, and Cavs just can't seem to get it together, man. But, I, I, hey, I, I definitely want to see them do good, man, because the way they were performing earlier in the season, like – I want to see them having that kind of streak, that kind of momentum coming into the uh, either play in or playoffs, man, whatever that may be, man. But 
All right, Jason, let's keep it pushing, my brother, and let's talk about another team that's really struggling, man. With their loss last night to the Knicks, man, the Heat are now on a four-game losing streak, man, and they have lost that number one seed. I mean, we've all seen it. You got Jimmy Butler and UD fighting over, you know, Eric Spoelstra and all that. Eric Spoelstra being funny in post-game, talking about, like, oh, we just decided what we want for dinner. You know, Jimmy Mm -hmm. Butler hasn't really been playing up to the level that – we've known Jimmy Butler to, 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 to play at and see in, in the past. And I mean, we even talked a little bit and touched a little bit about this on the live episode. We still feel like they don't have that guy who's like, Hey, you know, offense break, broke down. This doesn't work. Go get us a bucket. We don't feel like Jimmy Butler is that guy. Um, so Jay, like, are you up or are you down on the Miami heat being like genuine, serious, t- like title contenders? I know like, you know, th- they're up to uh, up there in the, uh, in the top of the heat and top of the East, but are they going to be able to generally compete with some of these some of these big big dogs in the East? Nah, I'm not ready to say it for the Heat, unfortunately, right now. Despite and it all goes back to that first option who they got. I think it's just a, a reason for is it Bam? Is it Lowry? Is it Jimmy Butler? Is it Tyler Hero? I don't know. I really don't think. Are any of right those guys we enough? Can, we can say we can say that they're any of they're enough right now, and I, I don't think that what happened on the bench on against the Warriors was anything to scratch your head at or look twice at. That's an organization that prides himself on winning and, and being holding itself accountable. And that might've been a, what we saw there on the bench and UD who <laughs> you see what he did and he's protecting that culture and protecting his coach, which I have no problem with. You're going to, you're you ultimately your competitors are trying to win. We don't know what was truly said in that huddle or what happened. It might've been a play or whatever, but to answer your question, I, I can't really say for certain that they'll make it out of the first round right now. If they play Brooklyn, I'm not, I'm not sure that, I would have them winning that they might be able to get past Brooklyn beyond that. I don't know. Definitely not enough. I'm not sure solidified to see them title favorite or contender at this point. Too many questions, not enough answers right now, but Jay, how you, what do you feel? Yeah. I mean, to, to, to be real with you coming into the season, I was, I definitely, uh, I was big on the heat, man, because I was like, this is going to be one of the teams that's just it's just it's just beating you by committee. It's just beating you by committee. And 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 that's what we've known the heat to be, man. But I think that any other year, like and I, I don't even know if this is necessarily going to make sense. So, so like talk to me if it don't make sense. But like any other year, I feel like this heat team would have worked out. But I feel like this year, the individual play is just insane i mean like we're just seeing these in we're just mm-hmm. seeing these individual players just go off and we're seeing that like a lot of a lot of these you know jason tatum's trey young's these um uh lucas these deep books they're kind of like putting their team on their backs and just kind of like just getting buckets out there i mean cat we see mm-hmm. yo kid you see lebron like they're just kind of go out there just getting buckets and i don't even think it's necessarily much of a team committee right now and i, I think that the heat um if they if they get caught in the in in a game that's all right, who gonna get more buckets? Like who, who's gonna be able to put the ball put the ball in the basket? And between that, I don't I don't I don't think I don't think that he got that man. And like I like Tyler Hero, but he's not that he's not there yet. He's not there yet. Like I like right. I, I I think back to uh, you know I, I uh, last year when Tyler Hero was like oh I'm at that Luca level and I'm like okay well relax you know you're not you're just not there yet. And like in my opinion and like I like I like Tyler Hero. He's good, but let's say come come a playoff series and they're playing the Celtics and Tyler Hero and Jason Tatum going out exchanging buckets. 
Ty Hero can't right. keep up with him. You know what I'm saying? Right. Ty Hero can't keep up with it. We're not even one of Jalen Brown, in my opinion, as far as just going out there and getting mm-hmm. buckets. Don't even get me started on a Giannis, right? On players like that. So, so I, I, as far as that, Jay, yeah, I'm, I, I just can't say that the Heat are going to be able to seriously contend and be able to, you know, uh, uh, play, play with those big dogs, Jay. So I, I'm glad we, we need consensus right there, Jay. And then mm-hmm. um, let's, sh- let's ship it and move it to the other side, Jay. We talked a little bit about the East. But let, let, you know, let's talk about the West. Uh, the West. Uh, we have the Minnesota Timberwolves right now, Jay, sitting in the seventh seed at 43 and 32 while the Nuggets are in the sixth seed at 44 and 31, man, shout out the Nuggets. I don't know how they have been able to do this, but they, I mean, I do know how it's the, the man Jokic, but uh, Jay, are uh, the Wolves, how to say. The, 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 the Wolves, you know, they, uh, they've definitely been surprising everyone. They've been having a great season. And I mean, I, I think it's fair to say that they have a more healthy roster than the Nuggets. So it, it it'd be more, you can rely on them more. So, Jay, are you up or are you down on the Minnesota Timberwolves being able to pass the Nuggets and take that take that number sixty that they are only a like a game and a half behind? Now, right now, I'm not ready to to go with the with the Nuggets not getting that sixty. Just like you said, the Joker himself, the the guys around him, the role players who bought into that system and are so comfortable in their roles um, and stars in the roles. I still think it's a little bit, it's clearly Cat's team. I can say that for certain now, but other than that in pecking order and who's the, the options after that, that's where it gets a little bit iffy. And then you look at for, I think the key right now for the Minnesota Timberwolves is their role players. And one of them being, I know it might sound a little weird when I say this Malik Beasley, if he's on, and he's, he's playing. I've, I've seen it against. I've seen it against Warriors plenty of times up in action. I'm not gonna hear it, sit here and say I watch a ton of Wolves games. They're do, they are a good watch. Cat, <laughs> Anthony Edwards, D'Angelo. When we've seen how streaky he is and how it can get going, but if Malik Beasley is on and he's hitting his shots, the Wolves are an extremely hard team to beat. Uh, so he 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 has a big factor. You need. We've seen in playoff series and in regular season game sometimes you need your role players to step up and that's he's one of those players I need to step up but to answer your question that being said I'm still going to go with the Nuggets their role players their guys Aaron Gordon Monte Morris um, feel like I'm missing someone someone Will Barton uh, if he's healthy those type of guys are guys who are extremely bought into the Nuggets culture Mike Malone You've seen him get signed to a contract extension recently, so they're committed to him long term. And that's because that organization, those players, the Joker, MVP, in my opinion, right now, we might, I don't know if you have a question, (laughs) if you want to talk about that later, John, but that those, for all those reasons, I got the the Nuggets um, just just being able to squeak out that six seed. That's gonna be a tough first round matchup for the Warriors, man. But uh, we won't get into that. If they if the, if they even end up getting the third seed, we don't know at this point. But it might be comfortable. But that uh, that's that's who I think that first round matchup is gonna be. Is, you see, uh, six and, and thirty. You see, Jay, I think I think in my in my opinion, I think the Warriors might actually catch the Wolves, Jay, because I think the, I think the Minnesota ah, Timberwolves are really? actually going to be able to. I'm okay. I'm the only reason why I'm there, man, is because I just feel like the 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 Wolves have never been this close. Like they've never seen it. Like they mm. see the light at the end of the tunnel. I think Patrick Beverly has just changed the entire culture over there. And and Jay, I'm right there with you with that Malik Beasley mm-hmm. Malik Beasley point. When he is playing, he he gives a whole different dimension to them. Uh, he. 
he gives the Wolves a whole different dimension. I think that right now, Carl Anthony Towns, I think what he's got to do, man, is he got to rally his troops and say, guys, like, man, like, I'm just a star player. We've never been as close. We need to do whatever it takes. And another reason I'm going with that, Jays, I don't know if you got to catch any of that uh, Suns versus Nuggets game. That was great, great game, you know, that, that, that game that Deep Book went off. I, and Jokic definitely did his thing, but I don't know. There was there was parts of me that sometimes felt like Jokic, like Jokic was like, getting tired or like running out of gas because i mean he he is the only one doing it out there like to to a consistent level right like like you you named some important key role players on the team who are who are vital to the team but like as far as consistent wise as far as like setting everybody up and getting it done the 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 responsibility lies on Jokic every time man and i just think that you know he's he might he might end up running out of gas at the end of the year jay which which would be crazy but but i, I mean for the warriors you'd be happy though you'd be happy facing the minnesota Timberwolves though huh i don't know i think both of those both of those teams present matchup nightmares and simply because of the the size that they have Jokic being this point center point forward uh point center that he is creator offensive playmaker you know we can see what he can do down low and then Carl Anthony Towns two of the best top five bigs in the league whichever order you want to say personally I think Jokic best center in the league best best, most valuable player in the league right now and uh, though for those reasons I I think they're tough matchups not to get deep into that we'll talk more about previews and that and upcoming episodes as we get closer to playoffs man but I got to go with the Nuggets right now, Jay. Wow, got to go with the Nuggets. Wow. Just with that experience, been there, done that. And f- for the Wolves, it might be a one of those instances of not lacking that experience, despite Patrick Beverly being there, Cat playing in a series where I believe they got swept in one playoff series. But the rest of the guys in terms of that, D'Lo has first-round experience. But a, but a lot of those guys are lacking, especially the continuity playing together and being in those situations. Uh, we'll come back to haunt them. And then I think they're, they're going to be sitting in the playoff playing game there coming up. Man, Jay. All right, Jay. Well, hey, I, I, I feel it, man. I mean, I mean we, we're talking about it before the before I got on camera, Jay. This season is just crazy. So it, it, the, the, expect the unexpected, Jay. But all right, brother. So then let, let's get to this last up or down here, Jay. And that is LeBron James currently right now leads the league, um, with, uh, uh, leads the league in points right now. He's leading the league at 30 points per game. Joel Embiid is in a close second with 20, 29.8. Giannis is in a close third with 29.7, Jay. Is this, are you up or are you down on this being the year that LeBron James wins a scoring title uh, and it becomes the oldest player to win a scoring title. Rendo's Rendo's lines back again. Yes, I got it's you. Close. So what, we we have LeBron at thirty points per game right now. Flat Giannis uh, uh, Embiid at twenty nine point eight. Giannis at twenty nine point seven. Trey Young at twenty nine point eight, and then Luca at twenty seven point eight. I think it's it, ooh, it's it's going to be a real close finish. It's going to be a real close finish. Those are. T- Point three, point two away. Trey Young's right there, I, but but the top of those, LeBron, Joel, and and Giannis, it could go any direction. But out of those three, relying on who they rely on to score, LeBron, especially with AD out right now, he has to score thirty plus, even forty plus, fifty plus sometimes for them to even be close in a game. I mean, have a chance to win it. So out of those threes, night to night, he has 
the most biggest weight to carry in terms of having to put up big numbers for them to be in a game and potentially win. And that might give him the edge over those three. So there's a good chance I got, I got to lean with LeBron right now out of those three, because you look at the other teams with Joel and B you got James Harden who can carry the weight offensively for them as well. And Giannis has Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton. So I'm going to have to leave with LeBron has a good chance. I, right now he's the betting favorite, I'd say, to take that scoring title, which is wild at that age. And, but it's also a huge part. Whose reason to do with that is because he has to carry that weight offensively because they really got no one else night to night outside of him they can rely on um, to keep them in games uh, offensively and scoring-wise. Absolutely, Jay. Honestly, I'm, I'm, I'm. I mean, of course. I mean, you probably knew I was, I was, I was right there with you. I, I definitely think LeBron is gonna, course, uh, it's gonna pick up the scoring title. But you want to see him, really, but, but I, I like that. Not only, not just because that's my guy, but also because mm-hmm. straight up, like, who else is gonna get it done, man? I was, I, I, yeah. I uh, you know, it was. Uh, doing some catching up yesterday the lakers got a little, a little bit of a, of a two-day break so i was doing a little bit of catching up and i i caught that lakers versus a 76ers game that lebron didn't play and i mean it was just evident man it it it, it, it kind of is a bunch of just try you know like try to find a mismatch for it. and th- there's no creation of offense right with lebron there's a creation of offense whether it, it you get a mismatch or you're drawing these, these pick and rolls. It, it, it just was, you know, get a bucket and then, you know, wherever the ball rolls, just kind of try, try, try to get it, get a shot mm-hmm. off that. So, yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you, Jay. Like LeBron has, is, has all, all of the scoring load on him. Uh, so he, he, he most likely will be able to, to, uh, to, to put, to pull that one home, pull that scoring title home. And like how you said, Jay, it'll be ridiculous for the fact that uh, he's doing it at this age, man. So, Shout out, shout out, Brown man. But all right, Jay, I need to, I need to go back, Jay, because um, I'm, uh, I, I meant to, I meant to bring something up, Jay, but I messed up. But I got, so I got to go back, Jay. Uh, we got to talk about the MVP, Jay. Earlier when we opened up the episode, we talked about the MVP, mm-hmm. and you had, you had shared something with me on a text message, Jay. So for all the fans on YouTube, don't worry about it. It's gonna be right here. I'll pull it up for you guys. But Jay, for the people on podcast, I gotta read this out. Jay, you sent you 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 sent me this thing, and we 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 talked about how important it is for us to t- talk about this. And this is each of the MVP cases in a sentence. So I'm gonna run it off here, Jay, and I want you just to. I know who your MVP is, but I want you to, I guess, tell me if you had no. If, if you if you were the third party, and I just listed all these to you, and which would be like, okay, damn, like. That's the most impressive. He definitely deserves MVP in your opinion, all right? Yeah. All right, cool. So yes, here's each of the MVP case in one sentence. We got Jokic. He's the only one in the top 10 points per game, rebounds per game, and assists per game. We got Giannis, who's top three points per game and possibly defensive player of the year. We got Embiid, who is leading the league in 30-point games right now. I thought that was LeBron, but probably Embiid probably passed him. And we got Tatum, who's lead, leading the league in plus minus. We got D Book, who's the top scorer on the best team. We talked about that earlier. We got we got Luca, who has the best head-to-head record against the other six. We got John Morant, who's the first guard to lead points in the paint. So Jay, if you were just just straight up, you know, didn't know nothing about who you ain't been watching all season, and you heard all this, what's most compelling to you for you to be like, yeah, this guy's MVP? 
I got I got to say either Giannis with top three or the player with the top three points per game and de- defensive player of the year candidate. And then only one in, in the top 10 in points per game, rebounds per game and assists per game. Cause that just tells me, shows me the whole body of work. Mm-hmm. He's getting it done. It could be defensively offensive rebounding points per game. So he's leading definitely his team and point and, and points and scoring and then he's getting it done playmaking and he's getting his teammates good looks and putting them in positions to score. So he's got the whole body of work there. And that's who I think is the MVP favorite right now, um, in my opinion. And that's Nikola Jokic and then Giannis, who's getting it done on both sides of the floor with his defensive prowess and the, how he's able to step out and guard one through five, uh, which is a huge asset to have on any championship team and for your best player and the most valuable player to any team to be able to guard one through five, that just goes with the sentiment. A most valuable player is able to do a lot of things on the floor, make the game easier for your team. And that's what encompasses a player who can guard one through five, which Giannis can do. He can guard your biggest guy. He can guard your smallest guy and stay with them on a switch or even check them defensively for multiple possessions. And then being able to score as well is a huge asset Despite, I will add, 30-point games is good, but doesn't show me the whole body of work. Plus-minus can be an overrated stat. Top scoring on the best team, huge. You are on the best team, and you are the top scorer, but I got to see other categories, and I got to see defensive, offensively, playmaking, and that's what Jokic is showing me. Best head-to-head record versus the other six is good, but what's your overall record? And... Who, what other help do you have? I think Luca has more help right now, I would say, with Spencer Dinwiddie, who they add. He had Chris Stapps Porzingis um, earlier on in the season. He has more weapons, I would say, than Jokic has. And then the first guard to lean, lead um, the league and point, paint points, Ja, which is cool, but your team's also 17-2 and two without you. And that adds in a factor of how valuable you are to a team. And we said it again, and I'm going to say it again. Ja is obviously the best player on the team. The Grizzlies are a better team without him, but 17 and two without him. So how valuable are you goes against your case, unfortunately. So I would say Giannis and Jokic right now. Okay. Long story short. Look, Jay, hey, I'm a, hey, can, 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 can we do some fun with this, Jay? Can, can, I, can we do some? Get it. Let's get Look, it. Look, hey, Jay, knock, it, knock him out, okay? basically knock him out as far as, okay, I, I know I know mm-hmm. Jokic is your MVP, so Jokic probably going to be the last one knocked out. But can all you right. knock him out in order? If you had to take him out of this list, if you were like, all right, no, nah, he has to go first. Who okay. who, who has who has to go? Who's first one that got to go? If we needed, if we got six players, if we were like, we can only fit five, who's going to go out of this list? Team 70, 17 and two without you, got to go. Sorry, Ja. Okay, who's um, next? Hmm. <laughs> uh, let me see after this. <laughs> you you got James Harden. Um, you got you got James Harden on your squad. You got you lead the league in thirty points. Teams, I'm gonna keep you. I'm gonna keep you. Oh, that, was okay. a, that was a test. That was a test. That was a test. I'm gonna keep you. <laughs> Best head to head record versus uh, the other six. What is your record um, overall record outside of that? Um, I need to he- I need to see more than than that. Luga is ha- putting together a great season. I think his he's lacking defensively but they're able to hide him more because he has a big frame. He has a big body and they can hide him, but I need to see a more well-rounded game and what he overall impact he has being the most valuable player on his team. Um, I need to see more from Luca, get him out. Okay. Um, next. I, I think 
Jason Tatum, plus minus over overrated category, in my opinion. It could be say a lot about you, but it's not black and white. Don't get me wrong, Tatum having a great season, but but get it out. I think I need to see more than that. <laughs> oh. Despite the Celtics, the run that they're having. Um, Devin Booker, great season, best top scorer on the on the best team. We've seen him take leaps and bounds in his overall game. Underrated in this, definitely top five in my opinion in this MVP case. But he, Chris Paul has been there. Um, they have mm-hmm. a very extremely well-rounded team. Need to see more than scoring. Although he, like I said, he has taken leaps and bounds. But Booker, D. Book, been real. See you later. Um, <laughs> now this is where it gets tricky. These top three, and that's Man. that's Embiid, Giannis, Jokic. Clearly, my top three right now. Are you, I, I, you, you did it. You did enough, Jay. You want to leave it at that, or what you want to? Do? I mean, we know Jokic. Let me Jay. see what you got. You, okay, see, I'm gonna throw it back to you, Jay. Okay, you, I, I did. I think I. We can agree that those. Are we in agreement? I, that I, I'm in agreement. I'm in and, and Jokic are a top three. I'm in agreement. I'm in consensus there. I'm, I'm in okay. agreement. But my okay, I, look. off rip, off rip, and beads right. and beads my MVP. Off rip, off rip, and beads my MVP. But I just. I think Giannis and I think Giannis and and Jokic okay. are right there at that too. I think Giannis okay, and Jay, Jokic Jay. too. What's up? Let me let me bounce it back to you. Give me, and this could be reasons. This could be stat based. This could be um, just what just a statement based. Give me three reasons why Joel Embiid is your number one. He's the MVP to you over Giannis and Jokic. Like off the top of your head, okay. it could be these thirty point games. I don't know. Okay. Actually, well, take out the thirty-point games. Give me, okay. give me something else. Give me something yeah. else. Three facts, stats, whatever. Okay. Honestly, uh, my biggest, my biggest reason is he hasn't. He's he's been playing. He's been playing at this level for the past for the past couple of years. Uh, for the past couple of years. But the problem is he never plays enough games. This year he's finally he's finally being he's finally playing enough games and he's still playing at that level. He's dealt with this whole Ben Simmons saga, and I think I mean. I don't, I don't know. I, I'm not, I'm not too big of a judge. Of, I'm not the biggest judge of character, I guess, but like, I think he's handled it pretty well, man. I think he hasn't been out there, uh, you know, th- uh, throwing shots at Ben Simmons. I know he threw, threw out that little meme, right. When like Ben Simmons got traded and all that, which was funny, but I think he's, I think he's, he's handled the situation. Well, as a leader of his team, he's still continuing to lead. He still continued to, to be this, uh, be this player who is, uh, who's really, Kind of before James Harden was was uh, was there, the only focal the only focal point of defenses yet still can continue putting up these high thirty point games and my thirty point games you know that's that's not a point of mine but uh, that he still continued to put these high thirty point games his uh, I'm I'm not again not comparing it to Jokic but his passing his passing this year has just been has just been ridiculous I think it's it's taken in, in new leaps and new bounds and that's exactly what's allowed players like um like uh like like maxi who's really to take this huge jump i know maxi uh i know maxi took a huge jump with and with harden and more than anything man i think that just when you watch and beat we're we're genuinely watching a seven footer running down court who can genuinely in my opinion guard all five positions like i mentioned he was guard he was i was watching a lakers versus the 76ers game not saying this is a huge fleet, 
but he was staying in front of Malik Monk. I'm, I'm not saying Malik Monk is wild, right? Like staying in front of Malik Monk. Malik Monk's a good player, but we're talking about a seven footer standing in front of a quick agile guard. And then he can switch it off. And again, not saying this is a huge fleet, but block a player like Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard's a big guy. You know what I'm saying? Not saying these are great players in the league anymore, but I'm just saying these are, are still players that as a seven footer, I don't know. I don't know. A lot of seven footers are going to be able to keep up with Malik Monk and then be able to hit down low, be able to guard Dwight and then come down court and you could do it all. You could uh, step back three, step back mid range. His uh, I think when he gets down low, he's a beast, man. I don't think anybody that could hold him down there, man. So for that reason, and for the reason of, man, I think he's been, he's been earning it every single year, but he's never played enough. And now he's playing enough. That's why I'm going with, with, with Embiid over everybody. Okay. Okay. For the fans, let us know. Or for the for the yeah. for our audience, for our listeners, man, let us know what's good with uh with what y'all think. We really want to hear your input and, and see you rocking with Jokic, you rocking with Embiid, you rocking with someone else. Let's see. It's crazy, huh, Jay? Uh, you're crazy. Yeah, subs. Let us know. Let's let us know what you think. All right, Jay. I I, I so then so let's move on to the next section here. Let's move on to the Rate your worry, Jay. And I mean, we we did this before, but for all the fans that are new, this is basically Jay. I'm just asking you to rate your worry one out of ten. I'm gonna list you off a um, concerning reason or a concerning team, and you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna give me your, you're gonna rate your worry. Is that, it's cool with you, sir. Let's do it, Jay. All right, Jay. So look, um, we were just talking about them. The Lakers right now they're sitting in the ninth seat at 31 and 42. The Pelicans are sitting in the tenth seat at 31 and 43. While the Spurs are right on their tail at 30 and 44, about a game, about like a, a game and game and a half about both of those teams, uh, behind both of those teams. So, Jay, rate your worry. So, on this one is basically a part A and part B. Rate your worry for the Lakers getting passed by the Spurs and or potentially even missing the play in situation. And also, rate your worry for the Pelicans getting passed by the, the Spurs or, or whoever and, and, you know, potentially missing this uh, playing situation because that 9, 10, 11 is very close, Jay. Mm-hmm. Right now I'm not too worried for the Lakers just simply because they have LeBron on their squad. For the Pelicans, I still, I still am not too worried. I think they're a, better, they're a better team than the Spurs right now. The addition of C.J., makes them a lot better and more dynamic. And then we've seen players such as Herbert Jones, um, you know, uh, Brandon Ingram, if he stays healthy and he's able to stay in that lineup. So I'd be a little more worried if I'm the Pelicans and the Spurs, but I still think both teams are pretty complacent if they just keep playing good basketball or continue and start playing good basketball, I guess, for the Lakers and the Pelicans are able to stay afloat I wouldn't be too worried about the Spurs despite they're playing they're extremely hot right now winning uh three games they're on a three-game winning streak and six and four right now and I believe they just got a big win over the Pelicans last night so that does add in and play into the equation so man I don't know a little more worried on the Pelican side but I think both teams are are comfortable right now Okay. Which is hard to say with the lead they got. Okay, all right. How are you feeling? Right. So uh, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm really right there with you. I think that like it, it's, it, it's just hard to believe that like LeBron would like miss just like an entire, like an entire, mm-hmm. like even a play. Because I mean, the play in just uh, it makes it easier to make 
the 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 postseason, right? It makes it if I guess if you call po- if the play in is called postseason, if you consider that postseason, it just makes it it makes it harder for um for 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 these teams to miss it. So is it the postseason? Is it the postseason? I mean, it's after the season. I, I don't. So what would it be? What, what, what would we consider the play in? The play in? It is postseason. It's not playoffs. Yeah. Okay. Agreed. Well, agreed. yeah. Obviously. Agreed. Agreed. It's play ends. It's it's postseason though. It's postseason. Post- yeah. Okay. Absolutely. So, because yeah, it's not regular season. Yeah. That, so that, it's past regular season, which is by definition <laughs> season. <laughs> so, you hilarious. But it's not playoffs. I hear what you're saying. I I agree. I agree. Playoffs is a whole different atmosphere. I agree, Jay. But basically, what I'm saying is I'm right there with you. It's hard for me to say, like, I have a high concern and I have a high number of a worry because I just don't see, like, you know, the the LeBron really allowing that, like a lot of LeBron allowing a a drop off at that level. Um, And and, and the Pelicans, man. I think getting player getting players like CJ. I know we've been seeing Zion throw down some crazy dunks, so maybe he'll maybe he'll he'll make his way back. But yeah, my my, my worry for both teams really isn't too high. I I just think that the Spurs just they, they're just unfortunately not going to be able to catch him this year, even though they are um they're they're playing well. But a team that I do have high worry for Jay, and that's when we flip it over to the other side. That's the Knicks. That's the Knicks, Jay. That's the Knicks. The Knicks are mm-hmm. in sitting in the eleventh seed right now, five games behind their arch nemesis, the Hawks, and the Hawks are sitting right now in ten seed. So, Jay, rate your worry one out of ten for the Knicks just straight up missing this uh, this playing. I'm almost ninety eight percent, ninety nine percent positive the Knicks have no chance of making the playoffs which is pretty pretty disgusting like oh man that's nasty they what they were a fourth the fourth seed last season resurgence you thinking Knicks basketball is back all this almost criminal that they're yeah they got that huge opening night win where they can sit over the Celtics, overtime win, double overtime, overtime, whatever it was. And to plummet the way that they did, I think Thibodeau is gone. Um, Julius Randle, I don't know. Man. But they got a lot of questions to answer in New York and extremely worried about it. I don't, they, I don't see them making the playoffs. Wow, Jay, man, that's crazy. Because, because, like, you got, you think they will? No, I mean, no, no, no. I, I don't think. That, I agree with you. I don't think they will. But what I think it's crazy is the Knicks missing the playoffs, man. I mean, I, I was so sure that they were back after last year. I'm not gonna lie. Like, I was just, I saw Randall and 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 even I, I bet you remember. I was asking like, like, do you can we trust Randall to be the number one guy? And you said no, but I. I said, yeah, like I, I, I really was trying, I was high on them, man. And um, there's just, it, it, there, there's just a letdown. There's like a sense of letdown for me, man, because I feel like when New York basketball is rocking, the basketball world is rocking, man. And like, mm-hmm. that, like that's the, that, that, that's the Mecca, man. And like, you know, <laughs> we, we, the, the there's like uh, all those videos on YouTube and it's like, it's like uh for, for the Knicks, like bing bong and shit like that. So, you mm-hmm. know, they're just crazy. They Side got all talk. Side talk, exactly. They, they got all that energy, Jay. So 
it's it, it, it's it's definitely frustrating to not see the Knicks there, man, because I would have loved to see another Knicks and Hawks playoff series or just in anything where I got that Madison Square Garden rocking. And, and I know our guy Danny B is sick over there in New York uh, on his morning Shout drive. Danny Shout B, out Danny B, man. Great guy. Great guy. Great guy. Great, guy. <laughs> Great guy, Jay. But. All right, Jay. Yeah, I'm. 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 Uh, I'm very high with you. I'm 99.9 percent sure that the Knicks are gonna miss that playing situation, which is unfortunate, man. But I guess Jay, while we're talking about the Knicks, I might as well talk. K- keep on bashing on them and talk about my game of the week. And I know this was this is stretching back a little bit, Jay. Uh, this is on Tuesday, March 22nd, but I gotta talk about it, Jay, because Trey Young, Ice Trey. Ice Trader gang put up 45 points in the Madison Square Garden. He really owns that place, Jay. Man, so let's t- let's talk about that game a little bit. The Hawks beat the Knicks 117 111. Um, mind you, uh, this is Trey Young's fourth straight game with 30, 30 points or more in the Madison Square Garden. So, like, I think it's safe to say that he owns the Madison Square Garden. This is this, this is his home. Uh, but I mean, this game overall, Jay, you know, it, it, it was, a, it was a close game, eight, uh, it was eight lead changes and six times that, 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 that this game was tied. I think the Knicks came out with you know, big, 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 big energy. RJ Barrett, uh, really, uh, really kind of took over in the first scored scored 12 points. And, and I, I, I know I don't want to digress too much, Jay, but I did have a quick question to you about when, cause I was, you know, watching RJ Barrett, it got me thinking the like, to you, and I know you're not a Knicks fan, but I guess, you know, for all the Knicks fans out there answering the, com- answering the comments, but, like, but it, do the Knicks, like, do they want R.J. Barrett to be their guy or do they want Julius Randle to be their guy? Because, I don't know, man, I see a lot of promising talent in R.J., and if you could give him the keys, give him, let him make some mistakes, I think he could turn into a great player. And I don't know if Julius Randle's got much more much more to go. I think he's kind of capped out, to be real with you. So, just real quick, Jay, if you can answer me that. They have to consider it. Yeah. The the fact is that we might have seen the peak of Julius Randle last season. I think so. something that has to be considered. R.J. Barrett realistically can only get better. He's in his third season, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that he's peaking up. He's showing leaps. He's showing flashes of being the player that he they much had considered for him. If I'm at any team trading for a player on the Knicks, I'm trading for Julius. Uh, R.J. Barrett, a.k.a. maybe the Trailblazers might be looking to to New York. That was something I had mentioned before about them trading for Barrett um, and C.J. potentially. But that's the that's the number one target if I'm any team inquiring about players on the Knicks. But building for the future, too, it's got to be R.J. there. Uh, just not ready for certain. Julius Randle this season has proven he can't be the number one option unless that changes, which I don't really foresee that being. He's a great second, third option on a title contending team. Just when the defense is focusing on him, we've seen the shot selection goes down, the percentages have dipped, despite how high he was shooting this year. Last year, we've seen what he's been able to do this year, and it hasn't been much, man. So RJ's the guy if they're going to move on the current, we're talking their current roster construction, he's to do it. 
Man, I mean, hey, I I I can't be mad at somebody for that, man, because our the way he was playing that game could definitely could definitely tell that you know he he he's he could be a big future point a uh, future point of the Knicks, man. But I just wanted to get you know feel it like kind of get the temperature on that, Jay. But you know to, to continue in the game, you know Trey Young he 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 struggled he struggled to score in the first, which uh, which really hurt the Hawks. And and this has been a talking point that we've talked about before on this podcast. It's like. Trey Young is one of those players who he has to just shoot his way out of a slump. And that's not always great for the Hawks, man, because sometimes he is just shooting a very bad, a very bad, uh, uh, at a very bad rate. And that's really kind of hurting the Hawks. And I feel like the reason that they have to do that is because I feel like the Hawks don't really have any consistent scores besides, you know, Trey Young, like that, that can consistently get it done out there. They have some good role players which exactly was what happened come second quarter, man. Bogdanovich uh, exploded as a role, as a role player, man, scored, uh, scored 15 points. Uh, Trey Young kind of started to find his, kind of find, kind of started to find his stroke, man, scored, uh, scored 13 points in the second quarter. And then come, uh, come, come to third, man, the Knicks started playing some great ball. Uh, all, all, every single player who played any more than five minutes in the, in the third quarter scored more than, scored more than five points. While the Hawks, like I mentioned, the consistent scores did not have any of those because Trey Young, Continued, continued to be an ice tray. Scored his 14 points, but Bogdanovich scored zero points in the third quarter. That's those consistent scores, you know, we we're, were just talking about, man. But and then, mm-hmm. you know, game game was back and forth. Coming into the fourth, the Hawks were down by 12. But you know who had to handle it, man? Ice tray, ice the game late, late in the game, and he just came in. He came in in the fourth. Him and Bogdanovich uh, combined and scored more points than the Knicks scored in the whole fourth quarter, man. So I mean, classic Knicks just kind. Of breaking down at the end and uh and 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 giving it up but jay this overall was just a great game man uh i think it's safe to say that trey young owns the madison square garden because you know like even even the games coming into um coming into uh, to this game on Tuesday he wasn't having the greatest games uh but you know he comes into Madison Square Garden into something I was watching the post-game interview he said I don't know something about this place something about these people just just get me going you know and he said that with a little bit of a grin in his face man mm-hmm. so you know he really a villain over there in New York and he's yeah. buying he's buying into that man but overall Jay it was it was it was a great game um I don't know if you want to touch on anything on that man but uh if you do floor is yours my brother yeah, no, it's clear that Trey gets up for that. There's some there's some places and some games and some arenas that bring the best out of players. And Madison Square Garden, the Mecca, is one of those places. And Trey thrives there. He loves playing there. He loves shutting those fans up, those gritty, passionate fans in New York. And I don't blame him, man. He's continued to do that on, on Tuesday night, man, and that that's – uh, something a trend that he's becoming he, he's king of the king of new york that's what trey's moving like out there so uh it's good to see and, and good a real good recap by my dad too my brother so uh not much to add on that front but i'm gonna push it and talk about my game game that i was had the pleasure of going to if you didn't saw it on a story and that was tuesday thursday night march 24th cavaliers and, and Toronto Raptors at Scotiabank in Toronto with the dude Oko. But that game was great, man. It was it was good. It was back and forth. A lot of not a lot of lead changes. I felt a lot for the most part. The Raptors were in control of that game, and they came in came away with the one seventeen one hundred four win. Uh, they didn't dominate a lot of categories, although in rebounding they were up by four and assists twenty six to four, um, steals nine to four nine to four in favor of the 
Raptors. So they ended up majority winning most categories. When you look at the field goal percentage, the Raptors shot 47%, while the Cavs shot 46 so relatively close. And then the bigger discrepancy was in the free throws at 89% for the, the Raptors and 81%. Um, and both teams shot the ball well from the three as well, both shooting over 40% with the Raptors with a 3% advantage um, at 3%. So it, it was a lot of that, but then a big component was Jared Allen, the rim protector, and in points in the paint. And I thought that was where really where the Raptors were able to penetrate. And even if they weren't getting a look inside, they were able to kick out. And that's where we saw my guy Pascal Siakam, not my guy, but Oko's guy, Spicy P, um, being able to hit six or seven threes in that game, wow. um, having a big game that night uh, with. 35, uh, 35, five rebounds, six assists. So he was really getting it done um, for them offensively. And then a big, a big night. I was obviously also for the man who I did not expect and has been kind of hit or miss. And that's Chris Boucher off the bench with 17 points and eight rebounds, really being able to swing the swing the game in a sense of you always need role players to perform and have a big game in these tight kind of games, especially with, the the immense how big this game was for both teams fighting for like we mentioned earlier in the show this this six um the sixth spot in the league and for the raptors to win that at home and that's what a lot of the trend we see is role players stepping out at home which is a huge part why you want to have home court advantages in some instances because role players as we know in history always play better at home and this might be one of those indications on the other side i'm just gonna gonna say keep it short Love seeing, I told you this too, two of my favorite point guards to watch, and that's Fred Van Vliet and Darius Garland, um, just, who just so happened to be on my fantasy squad this year. But it, just in regardless, these guys, the way they're able to control the pace of the game, John, I, I absolutely love watching it. Darius Garland in this game having 18 points, which is low on hit for in terms of scoring for him, but again with a double-double and assists. We've seen his unbelievable playmaking, and it was on full display on um, on on Thursday night. And then Fred with a quieter game, ten points, five to, uh, five rebounds, eight assists. But the gravity that he demands, his playmaking ability, his his patience, and his the way that he's able to penetrate the point and get points um, for his teammates in that way can't really be measured on a box score. So those are the two takeaways I saw from that game and. You could feel the energy in the building, man. Um, just being there late March, that's when you kind of see, see the energy building, Jay. And you can feel that you can feel the calm in a sense before the storm because playoffs are here and it was a little bit of a play, playoff atmosphere. The Raptors were in control for most of the game, but you can see it meant a little bit more to those players. But I feel especially more on the Raptors side, which is why I could see that previous experience of, knowing as a veteran team you can't turn it on and off in terms of competing and is why in person I was able to see that that would be my easy choice for the sixth seed um, if I had to choose now and I think they'll be able to become away with that because of the championship experience that pedigree and also the fact that the Cavs are missing one of their best players in Jared Allen Man, Arguably Jay. The best. Man, Jay. That's all I got to say about that game, man. Man, Boom. Jay did a that. amazing recap on that, Jay. Thank you for that. And, I mean, yeah, for all the fans, hey, 
if you if you didn't know that Jay was at that game live, you know why you didn't know? Because you probably is not following our Instagram. You probably not following our socials. So make sure you go follow that man. Because anytime that we be at the game lives, man, we we get as much footage as we can. And Jay was at the game with our guy Oku, man. So shout out Oku and Jay. Jay, I hope you had a great time, my brother, man. It's lovely, man. It's it lovely, time. Jay. But love Raptors games <laughs> <laughs> over there, over there in Culture Bank Arena, Jay. But Hey, Jay, that, b- before we get to the last segment here, you, you, you know what we do here. We, we do winners and losers of the week. Um, I need to talk to you about something, Jay. This, 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 I, know, I know usually we have the, um, you know, we have like the, the script we follow. Not a script, but, you know, we have a little bullet points we follow for the show. And I, this, this, not, this not on the show, Jay. You, you, so I'm popping you up on, on some surprise, Jay, because I need, to, uh, I, I need to talk about this. I need to... <laughs> Give you your flowers, Jay. Give you your flowers because one team by the name of St. Peter's, I know we are NBA pod, Jay. One team by the name of St. Peter's has been absolutely balling out, Jay. And a um, little fun fact about you. You're a hooper, college hooper, you know, for all people who didn't know that. Shout out my boy, Jay. Yeah, I've been out there, been out there getting buckets since a young age, man. But, <laughs> but my boy, Jay, tell me what you told Tell tell the fan, tell 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 the subscribers tell the family what you told me the other day, Jay. Because we was on the phone the other day, you told me a little something I didn't know about you, Jay. Fun fact. Yeah, yeah. Fun fact. So I'm out in New York, New Jersey. This was about three, four, five years ago, and this was kind of my transition phase after college ball. But I was looking at potential places that I wanted to go the next season, transfer over and play at. One of the places I remember a smaller school because my cousin had went there and I just went went by, drove by, went on a tour of the, of the campus and, and facilities and all that. And this small school, little damned if you do, damned if you don't. This school was St. Peter's, man, St. Peter's Peacocks. And I was able to see that 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 gym and, and where they played and everything. And it just so happens they're in the elite day playing today as we record this episode on uh, March 3rd, 20, uh, the 27th of March, man. And that's crazy. Just full circle. But I mean, small school, honestly, I'm, I don't even care. UCLA is out. That was my, that was my squad who I had predicted to win it. And I also had a bracket with Gonzaga, but we don't even get into that, <laughs> but now I want them to win Jay. Um, cause we got a little bit of history there. So uh, yeah, it's funny. It's funny that that small school is now um, at the lead eight and they're, they're serious. If you haven't had folks out there, Hopefully they win tonight. So we when Man. people listen to this, they're on to the final four. But I'm rooting for them, the underdog. They got some serious, they got some serious toughness. I don't know. Have you seen any games? Yeah, yeah. I, they're, they're, they're they're serious, man. They're I feel like I feel like they're just yeah, not they're just, but they have a bunch of those Alex Caruso's on their team, man. They're yeah. just willing to do they it. Hard. They play hard, man. They're willing to do they whatever it takes. But hey, you know what, Jay? If they if they lose, Jay, if they I, I don't want them to lose, but if they lose, Jay, hey. If they would have had you, run. if they would have had you, if they would have had you, Jay, if they would have had you, Jay, hey, no, not a what a run. If they would have had you, you should have, you should hit the coach like, hey, coach, man, I'm sorry I had to make my decision. I'll, I'll, I'll go back there. I'll help y'all next year. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> my boy, yeah. Jay, man. Oh, man. But yeah, so, but, but talk to us. I mean, just real quick, like how, like, like, was it a, a freaking uh, elite eight, like locker room? Like, was the, like, did it seem like a school that, when, I mean, I know I didn't see, I know you couldn't t- see the future and say like, yeah, I could see them making a run into the, in, in the March Madness, but like, you know, like how was the locker room? How was the gym? Was it like a nice facility? Was it, how was it, Jay? 
It was it was decent. I mean, mm-hmm. I've I've been in a few other locker rooms. I've seen Cal. It was it wasn't that it wasn't as nice as the higher level um, Division One schools, but it was it was it was solid. I mean, but you look at other teams like Kentucky, who they beaten Purdue, and and you look at the budget compared to those Man. schools. They didn't have that sort of money, um, and that that was that was you could see that little bit of discrepancy there. But I mean. You can't you can't judge uh, always that old adage. You can't judge judge the size of the dog in the fight, Man. but measure by the the heart of the dog. And they got they got some heart. I know a lot of those players. You see the, the, how they play, and I think that was more of why they're in the position they are. The coach number one, but the players and their belief in that system um, is it, evident on the floor. So let's see if they can get it done tonight. They play. The Tar Heels. Uh, I'm not sure. They play the Tar Heels. That's Tar a, Heels, that's, yeah. That's David and Goliath. We know the history of UNC and yep. how they're always a top dog, multiple-time national champion. So if they get it to done tonight. That's a must-watch. If, if, if they get it done tonight, to be honest, I could see them potentially winning. winning all oh, okay. That's we don't I'm know. Saying, they Dan, got two games saying. to go. I like they got it, two Dan. games to go. It could just be one of those runs. I don't know, man. Cinderella run. I love it. I would love to see it. I would love to see it, Jay. That would be, I would be, I would love to see it, man. But all right, Jay. So then let's get to our last segment here, Jay. And that's, you already know what it is, man. Losers and winners of the week. It could be a player, team, whatever, Jay. Um, I'm going to go ahead and run my losers off first. And that's, I mean, we talked about them at the top of the episode. The Miami Heat, man. Uh, like how you said, like how we mentioned, they got players fighting each other. They're Jimmy player, Jimmy, Jimmy Butler's not playing well. Um, they're, they're, they're on a four game losing streak. They've lost the number one, number one seed. Um, they just, they just haven't seemed to find footing right now. Can't shoot the ball. Um, so my losers of the week are the Miami heat. Uh, and then my winners of the week, Jay <laughs> opposite the Phoenix suns, man, clinching the playoff spot getting CB3 back, D-Book's performance. They're just they, – they, they just look like they got rolling at the perfect time. Playoffs is right around the corner. They look like they they, they got a system in place. I mean, now they look like they got a system going in place. And, uh, and I mean, it's not much going wrong over there in Arizona, Jay. So, that's my winners and losers of the week. How about you, my brother? Yeah, I'm going to start with the loser of the week. And I, this, this goes to a fan – well, potentially a fan who – uh, we saw that we posted a video of Yusuf Nurkic and a fan who he knocked the fan away, but <laughs> the phone away of this fan, particular fan. But if it's true, rumors about him talking about Man. his mother and his, his grandma or whatever, whatever, I yeah. forget the exact details of it. Uh, but but that's the biggest loser, loser. in my opinion. Man, Facts. that's that's wag. Like the you got there's boundaries to to talking trash and and thing, but bringing it to family, bringing it, making it personal unacceptable so that fan if the rumors are true obviously loser of the week um loser of the week in my opinion and then winner the book who've been putting Man. up extreme numbers most recently with a 49 nearly a 50 piece on um 64 shooting incredible absolutely incredible and then the rest of the week he's also been balling too and he's got his team on a seven game winning streak as well so that that's also in the equation, D book, Phoenix Suns. I'm with that sentiment right now. Um, they're rolling and they got CP3 now. They're rolling, Jay. They're rolling, man. 
All right, Jay. Well, look, man, we covered a lot of topics on this episode, my brother. Uh, I mean, we do, you know, we talked about a bunch of different teams in the up or down, uh, up or down report. We talked about, uh, you know, Rachel worried, talked about some teams in, in some dangerous situations. Talked about some great games of the week. Trey Young owning the Madison Square Garden. You saw, you saw the Cavs and the Raptors live, Jay. I mean, it, the playoffs is right around the corner, Jay. This is when the season starts to ramp up, and then you know when the season starts to ramp up, we start to ramp up, and we continuously bring it out fire, man. So, my brother, do you have any last words to say before we uh get check out of here? It's ramping up. March Madness is in full effect. Playoffs are in full effect. But I will say to our lawyer, our family, listeners, subscribers, wherever you're listening to this, on whatever platform, wherever you're at, we got some a real special guest. If you've made it to this point on the show, you've listened all the way through, you're obviously serious about ball, you love the game, you're going to want to stay tuned for a guest that we got coming up in the next few weeks. So stay tuned, y'all. We won't drop, they won't name drop now, but I got to know, we're going to, we're going to be dropping some snippets of the interview later on in the week, but y'all got to stay tuned for a guest we got coming on because we're going to bless y'all with a very special interview. Very, very special interview, man. So stay tuned for that. And the number one way to stay in, to stay in touch and, and know and know what's up with you guys, know what's up with us, is by following our Instagram, man. Following our TikTok, our Twitter. It's all gonna be right here and in the description down below. At the end of the video, you'll also see it in the beginning. It's everywhere, man. So if you didn't know, now you know. Make sure you go follow us, man. And uh, and that's it, man. We out of here, y'all. Let's talk out. Peace.